This podcast is brought to you by Most Valuable Podcasts, leading the league in podcasting entertainment. Hello, football fans, and welcome to the Onside Kick. My name is Ricky Widmer, and as always, I'm joined by the Mark Weber. Dub them ease. And Mark, we're finally here. We're finally, I said this the last time, but we are officially here in that both Todd McShay and Mel Kuyper have now come out with their 1.0 mm-hmm. mock drafts. It's Mel Kuyper, Mel Kuyper came out with his last week, and I kind of always feel like it's a thing where they know when we record, Mark, mm-hmm. and they go, oh, you know what? We're going to wait for Ricky and Mark to record a podcast, then we'll drop the mock draft. Yeah, they like to do it that way. Uh, and, you know, that's all right. There's still time to talk about it. Fortunately, it's not like they're doing them too consistently to where we uh, can't catch up. But we we got it all set. If you've been waiting, if you've been wondering what we think, <laughs> you're about to find out. And, I mean, this isn't like the final week. I think it's the final week before the draft. They have their, like, Todd McShay comes out with his on Monday. And then the day before the draft, Mel Kuyper comes out with his. We've got time to talk about this. We're going to be talking about the mock draft. Later on, we're going to be talking about the two Final games before the biggest game in the NFL, in the AFC and NFC championships. But let's get to this mock draft, Mark. And with any mock draft, where do you start? You start at the top. Me and Brandon Swanson talked about this pick when we knew it was official on the Primetime Podcast. But if you are the Tennessee Titans, everyone as this podcast is going up can read who you think the Titans should pick. But tell America who the Titans should select, number one overall. Yeah, I'd go with Tunzel. I mean, yes, Joey Bosa is a fantastic player. Yes, he's going to do a lot of great damage on defense. But you've got a young quarterback who got himself hurt last year at the end of the season. Mm-hmm. Do you want that to happen again? Because if you don't draft an offensive lineman, one of the best offensive linemen, he's going to get hurt again. Just what's going to happen, especially mobile-ish quarterbacks. Uh, so that's why, for me, it's clear-cut. You got a good quarterback last year. Now keep him on his feet. Give him time. Let him find those receivers that you don't really have and that you hopefully will find at some point, whether it's through the offseason, through free agency, or through the draft, whatever it might be. Um, you know, just got to keep the guy on his feet. Keep him healthy. And I mentioned that everyone could see who you already said the Titans should select because you can click down below in the description. I'm going to put it there for you guys. Marks 1.0 came out today as this podcast is up on our SoundCloud and YouTube pages, but I'm kind of in agreement with you. I feel like, okay, you know what? Go ahead. Take Laramie Tunsil. Even though, let's be honest, out of the two, Joey Bosa or Laramie Tunsil, the sexy pick is to take Joey Bosa. Take the guy that can get after the quarterback. Can it help your team? Yes, of course. However, with me, I kind of agree with you. You got to protect the franchise player that you picked up last year. However, the flip side to it with Joey Bosa, and this is why this isn't the last time we're going to be talking about this, folks. We are going to be asking this question all the way down to, you know how last year it was Winston or Mariota? Yeah. This year it's going to be Bosa or Tunsil because that's what we're going to be asking all the way to the draft because with Joey Bosa, it's going to be, well, okay, you got to go up against Andrew Luck twice. You got to go up against Blake Bortles twice. Who is Blake Bortles one of the elite quarterbacks? No, but he can get the job done if you let him. The Houston Texans, we don't really like. Brian Hoyer throws four picks in a game, so you can put out Swiss cheese mm-hmm. and they'll get They're interceptions fine. against Brian Hoyer and the Texans. But the two that I mentioned, Bortles and Andrew Luck, hoping that Andrew Luck stays healthy next season. Joey Bosa can be that player to get after the quarterback. And I know he had one stand I'm going to throw out there, 51 tackles for loss over three seasons at OSU. So I see the, okay, there's a benefit with taking Bosa. Plus he's the sexy pick because you want a guy who, boom, he's going to action right from the word go, can start day one. But you took Mm -hmm. your sexy pick last year in Mariota. Now protect him. Yeah. 
I was going to say exactly that when you're talking about the sexy pick. You know what else is sexy is when your quarterback can throw touchdowns. And he can't or do run that. For touchdowns. Sure. He can't do either one of those things if he's going to be on the ground. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, and sure, Joey Bosa would be would be great to get to guys like Andrew Luck, uh, you know, Blake Bortles, quarterback X in, in uh, Houston. But Houston's going to be throwing a lot of guys at Marcus Mariota twice a year. The Colts, hopefully their defense is going to improve. The Jaguars, you expect their defense to improve as well. So they're going to be throwing guys at you too. You can't lose. You're getting two of the best players in the draft. You just basically get to make your choice on that. Um, to me, I go, I'm going to go, I, I don't necessarily think it's safe. Either one are pretty safe. Mm-hmm. But I'm going to go the more safe route and just say, let me protect my quarterback. Let me let him work. And the one thing that I have to throw out there, we put this in on at the very beginning of your mock draft is one of the things we we're not getting the full aspect yet because of where we are in the season is we don't know the team. Like we can say, oh, well, the teams need this. Oh, left tackle, it's a need for the Titans. But if they go out in free agency and get a left tackle, okay, well, that's not, not a, a need, need anymore yeah. for the draft. So, I mean, there are things like the personnel for some teams aren't in set yet. Yeah, it's a, this is a snapshot. Needs. This is very early, but I will say one thing. You know who's probably in the best position with this Titan pick? The Chargers. Because no matter who the Titans pick, the Chargers are going to get a number one quality talent at number three. Probably, the reason yeah. Why, the reason why I say that is both you and Mel Kuyper are in agreement. Browns are going to go quarterback, mm-hmm. go with Jared Goff. Yeah, I mean, he's the best option there for is quarterback. Is he better than Paxton? Because now when we're looking quarterbacks, this is the same thing as Winston Mariota. Goff or Lynch? Goff I don't think or Lynch. it's the same Goff at all. or Lynch? That's no, what we're going to be asking think, ourselves. Lynch is not ready to play in the NFL today. Goff I don't think arguably any, I don't think is. any of these quarterbacks are ready to play in the NFL day one. Arguably, Goff is the best guy to play day one. You know, to come in tomorrow and start. If you uh, Lynch is not to, ready. But I, Lynch is not ready to do it at all. If you throw Lynch out there, he's going to be done in about three games. I really don't think he's got it in him to start from the beginning. Goff at least can be passable. Unfortunately, it's very Cleveland Browns, you know, ask here of they throw a guy who's not really ready. He goes out there. He's going to fail. Next year, they're going to draft another quarterback. Mm-hmm. Or fix some, you know, random journeyman off of the offseason free agency. Um, yeah, I don't really think there's a big question. And you can see in my in my mock draft that I don't think Lynch succeeds in the NFL if he doesn't go somewhere where he can sit for a few years. I, I think Goff would really benefit from that too. But Lynch, he's really a guy who he needs it. He's not ready yet. Well, I think all, all three of, and I say three because, and we're going to get to all of them in this discussion, the first rounders, right as of right now, the first rounders, Goff, Lynch, and then Carson Wentz. The guy who won either, I want to say it's four or five straight FCS titles this past season with the Bison of North Dakota State. Wentz is a guy, he's got to sit. Lynch is a guy, I liked his numbers, although he had a bad bowl game for Memphis. However, he's not Andrew Luck. He's not Jameis Winston. He's not Marcus Mariota. He's not the guy that, okay, I'm going to go out there and start day one. I don't even think that of Goff. I like Goff. I think that Goff will eventually develop into a quality NFL quarterback. However, let's take it as an example of a former Cal quarterback, Aaron Rodgers. Did Aaron Rodgers start day one? No. He sat behind Brett Favre, and now look what happens. He's one of the greatest quarterbacks in the NFL today. But there's no chance that any quarterback coming out of the Browns, whoever they take, if they take him in the first round, he's starting. If they take him in the second round, he's starting. Third round, he's probably starting. There's just nobody else there. Johnny Manziel won't be there. Yeah, the McCown is kind of sort of there, mm-hmm. but he's not gonna. He's not gonna last. They'll probably pick up one of the various journeymen who will be traveling around doing something, uh, looking for a new spot. But whoever goes and there, you, he's and you start. bring up some of those journeymen. To me, this is what Cleveland. If you're going to go quarterback with that number two pick. Let's say they're going to go golf. Or let's just decide yep. for argument's sake, 
they're saying, you know what, Goff's our guy. What they have to do in free agency, I think, go and get Sam Bradford for like a two-year deal. I don't know if that's going to work because they're saying out of Philadelphia, we think Bradford can work here still. What I heard today on ESPN, this could have changed the hours after I heard it from, I want to say it was Jaleesa Anderson, was outside reporting that Bradford's probably going to be out because of money. They don't want to pay him the— I don't think anyone's going to pay Bradford His cap cap hit for this past year was $12.9 million. So if he's getting anywhere near that, the Eagles, to in my mind, not going to want to pay that. They, they have Mark Sanchez. I think Sam on Bradford knows he's not getting that money. No, he's not. And the thing right now that the reports that I saw earlier today that came out from SportsCenter was that Doug Peterson, very close with backup from KC, Chase Daniels. What they'll probably do is bring in Daniels to be the backup. And just say, you know what, for the for this year, because there's no quarterbacks in the draft that we like, Mark Sanchez, it's your job. Because Sam Bradford, I think his time in Philly's done. I don't think he comes back to play in Philly. I can't imagine Sam Bradford two years from now starting really much of anywhere. Out of all these quarterbacks, though, that free agency, Bradford's going to be available, I think. Fitzpatrick... He's either going to sign or be franchise tagged Mm -hmm. by the Jets, so he ain't going anywhere. Kirk Cousins, he ain't going to leave the Redskins. They're going to re-sign him. Brock the cock, cock cock-a-doodle-doo, ain't going to leave Denver because they're going to re-sign him because win or lose this weekend, Peyton Manning's going to be retired. And after that, it's like, okay, where do we go? Those were the big quarterbacks that were going to be free agents this year. You got RG3 possibilities. You got Johnny football possibilities. You got to do some things to make those work. Mm-hmm. But you have possibilities to get some of these guys. But nothing is that exciting. Uh, you know, I, I don't expect any of it to really be great. Maybe, you know, maybe Jackson says, "Hey, I want AJ McCarron. I'm going to make a trade to get AJ McCarron because he just had some familiarity with him mm-hmm. for a while over in Cincinnati." But I honestly, if you're the if you are a team, doesn't matter if you're the Cleveland Browns or whoever. If you're a team that does not have quarterback right now. You're not in a good position. Mm-hmm. You really aren't. This is not really the year. All these guys are the kind of guys that need some time to learn a little bit more, develop a little bit more, and they're not going to get that if you are one of these teams, one of your, you know, your Los Angeles Rams or your Cleveland Browns, your Houston Texans. You know, you don't have the luxury of letting this guy sit because the NFL is a immediate gratification league. Win now. You drafted that guy in the first round. I want to see him out there right now. That's the way it works, and that's why, unfortunately, Jared Goff, yet another Cleveland Browns quarterback, essentially. Well, and another thing I just want to throw out there before I get to another point because I did fact check myself was that Hugh Jackson came out, and at first it's like when he was interviewing, it was reported that he even told the brass at the Browns you know what, let's move on. For If it's okay if I move on from Johnny Manziel. Because if you're saying I have to keep him, I'm not going to take the job. That's what it seemed like. And they said, oh, no, 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 if you don't want Johnny Manziel, we're not tied to him. Now it's kind of like a thing as of le- the end of last week that Hugh Jackson's like, well, you know what, I haven't talked to Johnny. I'm feeling out the room right now, and we're going to see what could happen. Is Johnny most likely out the door? Yes. But if you say it this it way, you might like, be able to trade him. Yeah, it looks like he may try to work things out, but it's probably not going to work. The one thing I will say is, Mark, you were right. Since that report that I watched earlier this morning, things have changed. This is what new head coach Doug Peterson has to say about Sam Bradford. And I quote, I think Sam's a quality quarterback. I think he's a top-notch quarterback. Look what he did the last half of the season. The numbers he was able to put up as a quarterback, he would fit perfectly with a system that, I, that I'm that i going to bring, end quote. So it looks yeah. like, to me, does Sam Bradford stay in Philly? Right now, I'm going to say no because I'm going to say he's going to want too much. But based on that quote, it looks like Doug Peterson wants to keep him in Philly. So I well, stand corrected. For, for Philadelphia, I mean, he's the best option, unfortunately. And that's not saying, you know, that's not praising anything. Don't mm-hmm. think I'm praising Sam Bradford. He's just the best option. So, I mean, let's say he stay, he stays in Philly. Fitzpatrick's going to stay in 
New York. All these quarterbacks are staying right where they are. The Browns are pretty much, it's like, whoever we drafted number two, he's starting. Yeah, exactly. Day one. Exactly. And it's going to, no, it's just a cycle. It's Cleveland Browns. It's a cycle at this point. It's, it's the Cleveland Browns. Teams it's that draft quarterbacks in the point. first round draft quarterbacks in the first round. Now, when you're, let's, let me throw this out there. If you're the Browns, do you say, okay, let's keep Manziel so we can start nope. Manziel the first nope. year? Or do you just say, you know what, Goff's the guy? Manziel's gone. Manziel's gone for sure. You you have to at some point cut this kid off. <laughs> I mean, seriously, he's just been lingering around the organization. He doesn't want to be there. They don't want him there. He's a distraction from the team. He's causing problems off the field. He's a locker room cancer, mm-hmm. et cetera, et cetera. You know, just get rid of him at some point. New coach comes in. If he does not, if our favorite Hugh Jackman does not go in there, the Wolverine, and <laughs> slice and dice that roster, there's some problems. Now, the second quarterback I'm just going to throw out there. For the other two quarterbacks, Mel Kuyper has them going. Lynch is the next one off the board. 15 to the L.A. Rams. Probably would sit behind Foles for a few years. Then maybe become the starter if he develops. Then we Although have... I will say... In that situation, remember, immediate gratification. Mm -hmm. If Foles plays like Foles played last season, I don't think Paxton Lynch gets the luxury of sitting for too long. No, he's coming in midseason. Then the other one, Carson Wentz, going number 22nd overall to the Houston Texans. That's an interesting one to me because I'm standing by it. Texans, if he's there, go Ezekiel Elliott. Replace Arian Foster now. Yeah. Replace him now because, I mean— you're, none of these quarterbacks are going to fix your problem. Just have Brian Hoyer for another year. Mm-hmm. For sure. That would be that would be pretty smart. I mean, I don't think that, you know, like we've, like we've been saying with this, mm-hmm. these quarterbacks aren't ready to start day one. Houston Texans are probably in the best situation well, to where he might get the luxury of a, like six games. And another thing the Texans could do is I say stick with Brian Hoyer. Right when I said that, the thing that I thought of is, if they really wanted to, they could say, go with Zeke in the first round. Then in the second round, if they're there, take a Connor Cook or a Christian Hackenberg or any of the other quarterbacks that are going to be left later in the draft. Tom Brady was a six-rounder. How many yeah. times are we going to mention that until the draft? Probably a bunch. Uh, and how many Tom Brady's are there out there? Not very. Not There's very one. There's only yeah. one Tom Brady, and he's the GOAT. I mean, but the problem is for that, I mean, unless Philadelphia does go and get Sam Bradford, mm-hmm. they're going to be on the Connor Cook watch. You're looking at some of these other teams. The Chicago Bears might be thinking about the future Connor mm-hmm. Cook watch. Uh, you know, Miami Dolphins. Does a new coach want the Connor Cook watch? Does Adam, he want a Adam. new coach? I mean, a new uh, quarterback? Mm-hmm. Even the Baltimore Ravens might be thinking about the future. There's a lot Maybe. of these teams up here that might be looking for However, that second they, they round guy. However, they got to get that stank off their team first, the stank of Mark well, Trestman. Yeah, the, the stank <laughs> of Mark Trestman tends to ruin everything. But an interesting prospect, and he was on mine and Todd McShay. He was a little bit higher because the incident had just happened. However, I'm not going to say where you had him going. You had him going really late. For that, you can check out Mark's mock draft. However... Mel Kuyper has this prospect going 13th overall to the Philadelphia Eagles, Robert Camdiche, defensive yeah. lineman, Old Miss. And the one thing I want to ask you is, this is more of a broad view of when everything is said and done. How far do you think Camdiche falls when we actually get to the draft? Not right now. I don't want the snapshot. I want where he'll actually fall when we're all said and done. And if it's out of the first round... Does he even fall out of the first round? I don't necessarily think he'll fall out of the first round. I think he'll be a late first rounder. I think he'll have the opportunity to solve some problems, to Are answer some of these questions. Shane Ray? I could see that. I definitely could. Uh, you're looking at a guy who is in some trouble now, mm-hmm. but it was early enough to where he can bounce back. That's It's unfortunate to say that this is a good thing, but it was early enough to where he could bounce back. If it Because if I remember right with Shane Ray, things were a lot closer oh, to the yeah. draft. So that was not. I want to say it was after the combine or right before the combine. That would sound right. Uh, So I think he will fall quite a bit. You see him falling back in some mock drafts, such as mine. Mm -hmm. Then I think you'll see him climb his way a little bit back up. I could see 20s range. And whatever team that might be in the 20s, you know, if it's a Jets, uh, a Texans, you know, the Bengals, Steelers, whatever it might be, those teams are going to be very lucky Mm -hmm. because he's a fantastic player. If he can turn it around, 
you know, you're thrilled that you got him so late in the draft. If he doesn't turn it around, yeah, you're not, you know, you're kind of kicking yourself a little bit, but he was a steal at the 20s for his potential. So that's where I would see him going, in that 20 range. Yeah, and I mean, to me, I'm looking at that Kimdichie to the Eagles right there, and with the Eagles, I the first thing I think about is, crap, what would they need at this point? Because... You could say they could need a quarterback. However, if Doug Peterson thinks that Sam Bradford's the guy, sure, let Sam Sam Bradford be the guy. Or if you think, hey, you know what, you got to move on from DeMarco Murray. However, the one thing is the Eagles aren't going to draft a Zeke Elliott mm-hmm. at number 13 because the one thing that um, Anderson said in her report earlier Tuesday morning was, she spoke to Darren Sproles, and without kind of saying it, he just said, you know what? With, with going back to this behind uh, the quarterback system we're going to go, not being in the shotgun, not all three of us are going to be getting touches. One person's going to be left out, and it's going to be very frustrating, and I'm going to leave He's like, I'm just going to leave it at that. For sure. So someone's got to go between DeMarco, Matthews, and Sproles. At that point, like I, the Eagles are a team where it's like, if Kimdichie's there, why not? Why not go there and try to get some concerned, help? If you're not concerned, yeah, if you're not concerned at all about that. But the Eagles, they need a lot of things. I think the mm-hmm. Eagles would love the the dream situation, and I, in my eyes for the Eagles, is they're saying, you know who we want to drop? Quan Treadwell. Oh, we want him yeah. to drop. Because he's not going to – projected right now, he's not that far yeah, off from and the I Eagles. Mean, the spot where Laquan's going in Kuiper's draft is seventh overall – to the 49ers, I don't really like that. I, I don't think Ch- Chip Kelly makes that move. Because, I mean, Colin He's Kaepernick, not a duck. Well, he's not a duck, but I think Chip Kelly would be a guy to go more for defense first than the wide receiver. I know last year Eagle fans are probably like, but Ricky, we took Nelson Aguilar. But the one thing, what did Aguilar have that was really good in his skills that he never got to use in the NFL, his punt and kick returns. So that was one of those things that, oh, maybe if we can get that, he can catch it in open field and treat it like a punt or kick return. Yeah. That kind of fit the Chip Kelly, well, they thought was going to fit the Chip Kelly style, and he was speedy. Mm -hmm. Laquan Treadwell, I just don't see the 49ers going out and getting a wide receiver. They've got a lot of needs, and I don't think that's the number one need for them. No, it's not. You know, it would certainly help, but it's not their number one need. Now, I did have them in mind going with Treadwell just because— It was BPA. Yeah, exactly. He's the best guy there. Mm-hmm. But then you have—if he doesn't go there, Miami Dolphins, they've got other needs. Tampa Bay Buccaneers, a lot of other needs there, especially defensively. The Giants, they've got some pretty good wide receivers out there. The Bears don't need any wide receivers. The Saints could use a wide receiver, but— it's not improbable that if he gets past the 49ers, mm-hmm. he could fall all the way to the Eagles. So that's what I think would help out the Eagles quite well, a bit. I think the only thing with the – and I'm going to throw out the Bears. The only thing that is going to – that could change from now until the draft, and of course I know we've said this is the snapshot. Yeah. This isn't probably where they're going to go at the end, but – Depending on what happens with Alshon Jeffrey, because I believe he's in the last year. He's now a free agent after this year. Yeah. If they don't re-sign Alshon, there could be a chance that at 11, Laquan Treadwell falls and Chicago Bears say, hey, let's bring the kid from Creek Moni mm-hmm. back home to the Chicago side of things and have him play with Kevin White, who's going to be coming back. Double rookies, because Kevin White <laughs> essentially is a rookie. And he's a red shirt. A yeah. red shirt sophomore, let's say, or a red shirt freshman. Yeah. We'd say in the NFL, but yeah, I just don't see the 49ers really going with, and I'm looking here on NFL.com, they have the top three needs, well, the top need is quarterback, but let's be honest, Chip Kelly is going to stay, I believe he's going to stay with Colin Kaepernick. I think he's going to give it a season. shot. I think he'll definitely give it a shot. I mean, in the beginning of the season, Colin Kaepernick is going to try to be revived mm-hmm. by Chip Kelly. Other than that, they have right tackle. They do have wide receiver down there at the third top need and the number four, the defensive line. So I'm looking at that, and either the Eagles at that point, or not the Eagles, the 49ers, 49ers at that point, 
if you're looking at defensive line, you have either Shaq Lawson, the Clemson guy, Kemdichi, who can play anywhere mm-hmm. on the D-line, being from Old Miss, or your next offensive tackle is Jack Conklin, Michigan State. Yeah. Got a lot of good options there for them to take something that they don't really need that much. But if they, I mean, if they value him so much higher, mm-hmm. you know, and then they are saying, well, we're going best player available off of our board, and he's just the best guy on our mm-hmm. board, then that's one thing. But, but I, one, I don't agree necessarily. There's one guy, if he falls to seven, they'll take him, I think. Ronnie Stanley, mm-hmm. offensive tackle, Notre Dame, because they'll be like, hey, you know what? We got to protect Cap. We got to protect him. We'll leave the weapons where they are. And mm-hmm. then they won't take Laquan Treadwell. Yeah. However, in this situation of Mel Kuyper's draft, Stanley went off the board of the Ravens. At this point, is it Treadwell, Kimdichi, or Lawson? In this one, Mel Kuyper said going with Treadwell. I don't really agree with that. I would have went more on the defensive side. But the one thing I'm going to ask you is about your Chicago Bears. Mm-hmm. At 11, Mel Kuyper has him going Reggie Raglan. Linebacker Alabama. If that happened on draft day, how would you feel as a Bears fan? I wouldn't be upset about it. Um, I would be kind of. I mean, it'd be nice to have somebody on the on the inside part mm-hmm. of the line because the Bears have a million outside linebackers. None of them are really outside linebackers, but they're all there. Uh, they definitely. I mean, Chicago Bears need linebackers. They need probably safety help. Uh, I don't one hundred percent believe in Fuller, but he is there. Mm-hmm. He's a body. Uh, yeah, but. I don't think they need too much on the offense, uh, but that offensive line was a mess. If one of those guys are available, it's not a bad idea to take a look. If you know, if Reggie Ragland is there though, and he's the pick, I'm definitely not upset about it at all. I like, a, you know, I, I love the idea of a defensive player out of Alabama coming, stepping right into the Bears' new three-four defense. I love that idea, so I definitely wouldn't be upset about it, not in the slightest. My hope would be that he would step up and become a leader. You know, maybe Luke Keekley style, just immediately step in and say, this is my defense. Well, and some of the guys that Mel Kuyper mentioned in his analysis, Dick Buckus, Mike Singletary, Brian Erlacher. Yeah. These are guys that came in, leaders of that monsters of the midway defense, right there at the middle linebacker position. And that's, that's exactly what you need. You need a guy to just step in and do it immediately. However, and another good thing with Raglan is Nick Saban in Alabama ran a 3-4 defense. So much like Vic is running there in Chicago. I will say there is one guy, though, that I'm kind of surprised that he's so high. DeForest Buckner at number four to the Cowboys. If Buckner would be available at 11, I think that's the one guy that the Bears would take over Raglan because Buckner's a 3-4 guy who's an outside pass rusher. He's just And that's what you need. You guys need yeah. a pass rusher. It just kind of it just kind of scares me that you got this giant out there. Mm-hmm. He just doesn't body type, he doesn't really fit the position that well. You know, he's he's an anomaly, so that either is going to work exceptionally well or it won't work at all. Mm-hmm. And in college football, it's worked really well so far. So that's good. That's definitely good. Um, but I don't know. This guy's nearly 300 pounds playing defensive end. That sounds scary. That sounds awesome, you know, especially with a guy who really gets quarterbacks like he does. But uh, I don't know. It makes me scared. I just, a, do you think it's going to be a B.J. Raji situation? I don't know. Good to be on the defensive line, or will it be an Eddie Lacy situation where, man, dude, you're gassed after one carry. Yeah, there's, and now <laughs> even the Packers are saying, I think he's going to need to – Get some of that weight off a little dude, bit. Dude, you need to lose some weight. That's what Mike McCarthy That's saying. what we've been saying since we saw him first put on the Packers jersey. I'm going to ask you another question, though. I'm going to give you two wide receivers. you got to pick one. If you are this team, let's say you need wide receiver, who are you picking out of these two? Josh Doxson, wide receiver, TCU, or Will Fuller, wide receiver, Notre Dame? Yeah. Because um, this is a situation that you had to come up with in your mock draft. Yeah, Vikings and Bengals both need wide receiver help. Both could use it. Vikings right ahead of the Bengals. Who would you take, Doxon or Fuller over one or the other? I agree with Mel Kuyper's analysis that Doxon is the better one over Fuller. 
for, I mean, it's just the consistency issue. Mm. Is he going to be consistent? Fortunately for the Cincinnati Bengals, he doesn't need to be the most consistent because he's not target number one. If he goes to the Minnesota Vikings, you know, whichever wide receiver is there for the Minnesota Vikings, you're target number one most likely. Stephon Diggs, yes, he's good, but he's not going to really be number one in my eyes. I don't know. You might disagree, and you might think he's number one mm-hmm. as a Vikings fan, but no, whoever the Vikings take, whether it's Doxon, whether it's Fuller, that guy is going to be the first person that Teddy Bridgewater is looking at. See, I, it would all depend. If we didn't have Stephon Diggs, I would say Wolf, Will Fuller. Because the first thing I would say is, you know what? I I know that Mel Kuyper says with Doxon, the three things he says is he's a guy that can A, stretch the field, B, run after the catch, and C, reliable set of hands. I know he says that, and those all sound great. But the one thing Will Fuller knows how to do, just run and we'll throw it to you. Mm-hmm. And he catches it. I mean, look all the way back to the beginning of the season when Deshaun Kaiser had to come in. That was that Virginia game. Just streak down the sideline, and that will hit you in the end zone. Won them that game. That is something that Will Fuller can do. Now we've got Stefan Diggs, so that changes things. Because of that, now I'm going to say, you know what, we can go with a guy like Doxon where it's not just a guy who you're just going to run straight down the field and we're going to throw it to you. Mm. We can throw it across the field to you. You have the hands to make the catches, can run after the catch. Stefan Diggs can be that guy to just streak down the side yeah. and we'll hit him when he's open. And you know what I like about Doxon? Six foot three. Mm-hmm. He's a I tall like, wide receiver. I like tall wide receivers. Well, in Chicago, you guys were used to him with That's the you way had to go. Brandon Marshall on one side, Alshon on it's the other. It's always an option. He's always open. Even if he's double covered, he's open. Now here's We'll get to any of the other stuff. Here's the last position I wanted to talk about. Mm-hmm. The Denver Broncos. Right now at 29 on Mel Kuypers because of we don't know where the last three teams. I say three because the Patriots obviously don't have their first-round selection this year because of Deflategate. But at 29, Mel Kuyper has Ezekiel Elliott going to the Broncos. Yeah. What did you When you saw this, what did you think about it? Because... The first thing I went was, don't they have two running backs? They do, but neither one of them is Ezekiel Elliott. But do they really need a running back? What is else that do the they one need? Thing they need. What else do they need? They're the Denver Broncos. They are set. They are stacked. The they're Denver gonna, Broncos are good to go. They're going to need a linebacker. I know this is the snap. Like I'm going to say this here. I know this is the snapshot, and right now Von Miller's on the team. But there's a chance Von Miller's not on this team mm-hmm. come the draft, and they're going to go linebacker here. I think the thing to really put in, this into perspective is, yes, they have two guys here. Neither one of them is Ezekiel Elliott. And what does, if we can assume, once Peyton Manning is gone, what is Gary Kubiak going to do? Run the ball. Exactly. Nonstop. Run the ball all the time. If it's third down and long, run a, uh, run a halfback draw. You know, If not a screen pass to your uh, to your halfback. Whatever it might be, he's going to th- run the ball because that's what the guy likes to do. He's mm-hmm. not going to let Brock Osweiler pretend to be Peyton Manning. It's just not going to happen. So that's, I mean, Ezekiel Elliott makes perfect sense to me. I don't necessarily know that I believe he's going to be there, but it makes sense. Using this mock draft as the kind of basis for this, mm-hmm. obviously this can change because we. Haven't had the combine yet. We haven't had the all-star games for college football yet. Here's what I think. If Von Miller re-signs with the Broncos, Broncos go Zeke Elliott if he's there. If he's not there, I'm going to be bold and say if Von Miller is re-signed and Ezekiel Elliott is drafted by then, they'll take a stab and go Derrick Henry at 29. Barring they don't make the Super Bowl. If they make the Super Bowl, this will be like 30-31. Yeah. But they'll take, especially if they win the Super Bowl and are at 31, they'll say, screw it, we'll go Derrick Henry because the Titans may go with him at 32. I use air quotes because that it, 32 would really be the first pick of the second round, which is the yeah. Titans. However, if Von Miller's not on this team, Leonard Floyd out of Georgia is the guy they go to because they're – Top need is going to say, we need to replace Von Miller at the outside linebacker position, and they're going to go Floyd. 
It's possible. I don't think Derrick Henry goes in the first round. Uh, a lot of NFL teams. I and mean, basically, he needs a really, really good com- combine game. Or not game, but combine yeah, to, to do well. He needs to do really well because teams are down on him right now. If he's going to go, the way I see it, if he's going to go in the first round, it's going to be 29 through 31. And he needs Ezekiel Elliott to go like top 15. Yeah. And he needs him to go really high up so all the other teams are going, oh, wow. And they're going to start panicking and Mm -hmm. start figuring out what they can do. Uh, That's that's the only thing that's going to help him out. Teams are really seemingly down on him Mm -hmm. right now. Is there anything before we move on to the two games we're going to talk about for the conference championships, anything with this mock draft that you're like, man, we got to hit this. Um, we have to hit this. Not necessarily. I mean, I think we I think we pretty much we got pretty much everything good. There's nothing in this mock draft that I'm like, ooh, no, that's not going to happen. Mm. There's no surprises. You know, it's pretty it was pretty much what you would expect to have happen. And that's what happens in mock draft 1. Nothing crazy starts happening until, you know, maybe 3 or 4. That's when we start to see the surprises. So okay, let's move on now though. Do you want to do edit? We'll do the AFC one first. Because yeah. to me, I feel like my I'm gonna say it right now. The NFC game is going to be the better game. I'm sorry, Patriot and Bronco fans. It just is. Cardinals Panthers is gonna be the better game. That's why it's the afternoon cap or the primetime cap, if you want to call it that. But the one thing we have to say about this Brady Manning, if off the top of my head, I'm thinking this is going to be the 17th meeting all time against these two. It's going to be the fourth meeting in the AFC title game. And some one interesting number to say, in when they've met in the AFC championship game, it's Peyton 2, Tom Brady 1. Yeah, which is surprising because Tom Brady usually can do a pretty good job against Peyton Manning. Not necessarily in, in this situation here, but I think it'll get evened up. I really do. I can go ahead and say it right now. You think the Patriots? Are- I, I think they've got a good shot of beating of beating the Broncos, mainly because, yes, the Broncos had the better defense, mm-hmm. and that's definitely good. And some people are predicting a nice defensive struggle here. But I just can't see, and it, it pains me to say this because I've been for three years now saying Peyton Manning is going to go have one last ride mm-hmm. into a Super Bowl, win it, and retire. But it's just so hard for me to see him actually going out there and winning one, you know, winning one out in the in the playoffs when it counts and getting to the Super Bowl on his own. Because you know Tom Brady can go out there and win a game on his own. Mm-hmm. And he kind of has to. Because, yes, other players have been stepping up now. Edelman coming back was amazing for the, for the Patriots. But... Tom Brady, I have no doubt that he can go out there and win this game all by himself. Peyton Manning needs the defense to go out there and essentially put the game on a silver uh, a silver platter for him and say, "Here you go, Peyton. Now just throw that one touchdown that we need for you, or that those two touchdowns that we're going to need from you." I, I just trust in Tom Brady a little bit more, which pains me to say. It does pain me to say because I I do. Want Peyton Manning to go get that one Super Bowl win so he can tie his brother, who we all know is the better of the two. And then he can finally have two Super Bowl rings as well. I just I just don't know if I can if I can buy it. You know, it's a, before I get into the actual game, and this just popped into my head because of what you just said mentioning Eli Manning. But you know what I learned today watching an interview on SportsCenter with it was some author of a book that wrote a book about this matchup, the Brady-Manning matchup, he said that when the Giants played the Patriots Mm -hmm. in, I can't remember if it was one of the regular season games or the Super Bowl game, Peyton went to Eli and said, hey, you know what, I want to hang on to this touchdown record. Could you go ahead and tell your defense to go ahead and like play a good game so I hang on to it? And Eli at first is like, oh, you know what? Like, he just laughed at it because he thought he was joking. But then Peyton was like, nah, dude, I'm serious. I want I want to hang on to this. So Eli went to Antonio Pierce, who was on the team at the time. Antonio Pierce thought Eli was joking. Eli was like, no, my, my brother's actually serious about this Big bro thing. wants it. And there was a deal on the table, a deal in quotes on the table, that if the giant defense— 
kept the record with Peyton. I want to say it was like passing touchdowns in a season or something. But if they kept it with Peyton, Peyton was going to take them to this restaurant they all ate at and buy the entire defense dinner. Yeah. Here's the thing. I, I do want to acknowledge that Peyton Manning did essentially win the game against the Steelers. Mm-hmm. You know, it is his late touchdown that really made it happen. But, I mean, I don't. I, I, it's one of those situations where a guy like Peyton Manning shouldn't have been in that situation. He should have been able to already win that game against a really beaten down Steelers team. But, I mean, yeah, I'll give him credit where credit's due. But really, I mean, you have a guy at the very end of his career. He's on the very last rope of it, and then you got Tom Brady, who's going to play until he's eighty. So, <laughs> well, forty. We know that for sure. Yeah, I don't know. I'm I'm expecting quite a bit more. Out of this this game is hard for me, and I'm just going to say it now, before all of you like sit on the edge of your seat waiting for me to make a pick. I'm not going to say my picks in this podcast for both games. I'm going to leave with me personally. I know Mark gave his. Well, I don't know if I gave mine. I still I'm, have a surprise for everybody. I'm going to leave my pick until the video. So you can, if you're listening to this on SoundCloud when the podcast comes out, you can wait for the video. If you're listening to it post Thursday, then you can go and watch the video. I'm not giving my picks to you guys. You guys can wait and go watch the video for that. But. This game, this AFC championship game, to me, comes down to two things. Two questions. Do we want to see Peyton Manning? This is option one. See Peyton Manning do what we wanted to see, what we saw Elway do, what I wanted to see Brett Favre do, what Michael Jordan in the NBA got to do, and that's walk off with a championship. Mm -hmm. I won... On top, and I'm walking away on top. Do we want to see that? Or option B, and this you can put Michael Jordan in this category too because he was he's the goat of the NBA. I'm sorry, Steph Curry fans, but do we want to see Tom Brady win again, go to a Super Bowl, and possibly add another Super Bowl to his trophy case, forever locking up the Patriots as the best dynasty? Of the 21st century and just naming Peyton, or not Peyton Manning, naming Tom Brady as the greatest quarterback of all time. Yeah, I think. Which one do you want to see? That's the question. Which one would I rather see? I'd rather see Peyton Manning win one more. Uh, You know, I'd, I'd rather see that because I love seeing the guy go out there, win it, and retire. You know, retiring glory. I love seeing that. Um, Now, if he pulled a Ray Lewis, I think he would do it. Mm-hmm. If he went out there and said, this is it, guys. This is my last ride. Yeah. After this, I'm done. I think that his team would have played up a little bit, and they probably know. But I think everybody You're talking would about have, if Peyton did this. Yeah, Peyton said, "I am retiring after this off season, no matter what. I'm retiring." I think his team would play up, and like I said, I think they know in the back of their minds. But I really think they would step up, and I think they would do it. And I think he would get that because there's just a little extra emotional incentive mm-hmm. for your team to do that. Uh, and it's also kind of a little bit of a psychological game against the other team. The team you're facing is going to say, he's got more to play for than anybody else right now. You know what I don't want to see happen? Like, the one thing, the only thing that I for sure don't want to see happen. What's that? Peyton Manning gets in. If the Broncos lose this game, Peyton Manning can't get injured. Because the only way Peyton Manning, to me, doesn't retire is if it's a close game all the way through, like close is like Mm -hmm. field goal, tie game type close, where I could still win the game for my team. Peyton Manning gets injured late, and they lose. A la Brett Favre in the NFC Championship game against the Saints. Yeah. If that happens, Peyton Manning does the Brett Favre, comes back, says, you know what, one more. I got one more in me. When he really doesn't, we all know. Dude, mm-hmm. just go to the couch. You're done. You, just give the keys to Brock at this point. Here's your Wrangler jeans. Well, yeah, here's Enjoy. your Wrangler jeans. Do the commercials. Or for him, here's Papa your John's. here's your three-topping pizza. Now record us a commercial. I don't want to see if the Broncos lose, Peyton Manning can't get injured. Because if Manning gets injured in the Super Bowl, 
he still walks away. Because you know what? I got to the Super Bowl, and I'm going through the grind. I feel, yeah. though, if he loses a close game and gets injured, he comes back. Unless his body is so broken that he just can't. Now, what I would be willing to watch, you know, going off of what you said, mm-hmm. I would be willing to see Peyton Manning go out there, get hurt, not at the very end, maybe at the very end, but not at the very end, and Brock Osweiler comes in and, and beats to, Tom Brady. Yeah. I am more than happy <laughs> and more than willing to watch that game. Oh. I will see that. That'll be great. Uh, and really, with that being said, there's not a single bad matchup possibility mm-hmm. in this scenario. Usually there's one where you're like, oh, man. I just really don't want to see that team versus this team. But in this situation, with the four teams that are left, I am willing to watch any of these games. And if we can pull it off to where I can watch all of them somehow, I'm happy doing that too. But, you know, it's the Broncos are the better team, but it's one of those situations where when it comes to clutch time, you know, when the very end, I just think that Tom Brady has a little bit more to give than Peyton Manning does, and it will not surprise me in the slightest if it comes down to the last, you know, minute, last two minutes maybe. The last game was close. It was 30-24. to 24. It's a touchdown difference. I see no reason why this game isn't, you know, decided by a touchdown. I joked and I said that, oh, I'm sorry, Patriot and Bronco fans. The NFC game is going to be the better game of the two. Let's be honest. Both of these games on paper have the potential to be great. And the one thing I do fear is that both of these games are so great in their own like realm that the Super Bowl can't live up to it. You know how I feel about the Super Bowl. Right? I know, but tell the fans again. The Super Bowl new. is never as good as the two conference games. Well, I mean, look at the Seattle Niner matchups we've had. Conference games are always better than the, the Super Brady Bowl. matchups we've had. There's just, well, the Brady there's just more of a chance that these teams don't like each other. Mm-hmm. For example, the Denver Broncos and the New England Patriots. Or these teams the do Broncos not like each other. The Broncos and the Steelers or the Patriots and the Steelers. Yeah. Or the Patriots and the Ravens. In but to past. use this example right now, mm-hmm. let's say the Patriots play. The Panthers. Yes, they have faced off in the Super Bowl before, but these two teams don't care about each other. Mm-hmm. The Cardinals play the Denver Broncos. Those two teams don't care about each other, and it's not even in a home stadium. Yeah, I want to see us. Well, I know we're not going to Foxborough, but I would love to see a uh, you know a conference game in Foxborough because mm-hmm. there's nothing better than that. Or when it goes to Seattle and they got to go against the twelfth man. I love seeing things like that. You just don't get that same feeling in the Super Bowl. It's just not the same. I shared this because one of my friends shared it via Sports Center on Sunday night. And this is a fact that I just saw it and went, wow. 12 out of the last 13 Super Bowls, then this is including this one, will have either featured Tom Brady, Peyton Manning, or Big Ben. That makes sense. The only one since 2003 not to feature one of those three guys, 2012, when it was Joe Flacco. Ugh. I just and they have all the pictures yeah. and you see like Brady, Brady, Ben, Manning, Brady, Ben, Manning, and then 2012 Flacco, just a purple jersey out of nowhere. Who did Joe Flacco play in? I in don't the even Super remember. Bowl? Yeah, it was the Hardball. Oh, that's right, the that's Hardball, right. and then the Colin the, Kaepernick. the lights went out in the uh, in New Orleans, and then they came back, and then they came back. Forty Niners came back. The, 49ers came back with the and lights. They didn't win because that was the one. Torrey Smith had the like. The punt returned to start the second half, and the game was over. Yeah. Everyone thought it was over, but before we move on to the NFC game, I've got one thing I want to mention. I'm looking at a map on my tablet. Mm -hmm. I'm going to bring this up at the end of the NFC segment because it's about Super Bowl matchups that you'd want to see. Out of the four, there's only two that most of America wants to see, and the thing I find funny, if I drew a line... Down the borders, and this is like eastern borders of Wisconsin, Illinois, and straight through. Everything west of Illinois, except for like two states, I want to say Arkansas and California, want to see the Broncos in the Super Bowl. Everything east of like Ohio, Kentucky, Tennessee, and Mississippi wants to see the Patriots. And I'm going to bring this back after we talk about the NFC game because, like I said, it kind of goes in with who I want to see in the Super Bowl. But let's move on to that NFC game. And we have, to me, I think this is going to be the best game of the weekend. 
the Cardinals and the Panthers. We talked about this game, I want to say it was a few weeks ago, in a podcast about this is the matchup everybody wanted to see in this game. Yeah. I mean, this whole playoffs is no surprise. It's one and two versus one and two. Mm -hmm. It's easy. Uh, These are the two best teams in the NFC. Probably the two best teams in the NFL. Really, it's the four best teams in the NFL that get to play this weekend. Uh, And I'm not even saying that because they're the ones that's left. They're just literally the four best teams there. Uh, You know, it's... The Seattle Seahawks maybe could have made a case why they would be one of the four best, but they didn't win. They they tried their damned hardest, but they couldn't get it done. There's only... And I'm trying to think through all the past games we've had. There's only one game that it's like, okay... That score should have been the other way, and that was that Viking Seahawk game. However, that's because you're a Viking. However, fan. well, come on, he should have made that kick. Let's be honest. Not however, if the laces are facing him. However, let's say the Vikings did win. There's to me, Packers go to Carolina, they get killed. Panthers are still in the title game. Yeah, Vikings go to Arizona. I think the game still goes to overtime. I think there's a small, a bigger chance than the Packers, but a small chance the Vikings win in overtime. However, more of a percentage that even if the Vikings won that game against Seattle, we're still looking at Carolina or Carolina versus Arizona in the NFC title game. That was a nice dream that you had right there, Ricky. I like that fantasy world, but uh, but no. The only team that but would no. challenge the Cardinals in last week's game would have been the Vikings because it was no. that rematch. We should have beat you in the regular season. We're going to beat you now kind of a thing. Nope. Disagree. They're the only team that had a chance to beat the Cardinals. And I know the Packers The Packers do what the Packers did. They should have lost in Detroit. Mm-hmm. Hail Mary win the game. Yeah. Should have lost in regulation. Hail Mary ties the game. Don't it's let like, teams hang on. around. Yeah. Come it's a bad on. idea. Uh, yeah, so I mean... One stat I am going to throw out there, Aaron Rodgers, mm-hmm. 0-7 in overtimes. Good. Uh, Aaron Rodgers, <laughs> when he's not winning games, I'm happy. 0-7 in overtimes, including playoffs. Excellent. Uh, so, when it comes to this game, I mean, this one, you're going to see some great defense. Now, Jared Allen not being out there is going to mm-hmm. be pretty huge for the Carolina Panthers. He is leading the NFL in sacks. Which makes me sad because he used to be on the Chicago Bears literally yeah. this year. He used to be on the Vikings, too. Yeah, but this year, this <laughs> season, he played on the Chicago Bears. And he can get a Super Bowl. And then he goes out there and will quite possibly win one. Even three, four, three former Bears could get a Super Bowl if the Panthers win it. Yeah. Ron Rivera, Greg Olson, and Jared Allen. It'll be good stuff. It'll be good stuff for all those guys. And Peanut, isn't Peanut Tillman a Panther, technically? Uh, you know what? Yeah, he is. He is out so, there. So, okay, four. He's out there Four playing. Four of them. So that's good. Uh, <laughs> that's nice. You know, I miss Greg Olson. But, um, you know, this one, defense is going to be great. But I really want to see these two underrated – Cam's not really underrated at the moment. Mm-hmm. But these two underrated coming into the season quarterbacks really go out there and show everybody who they are, show everybody that they're the real deal. I think Cam Newton is, you know, going to be the star of the NFL probably for the next decade. Mm-hmm. If I mean, especially if he's playing like he is, keep leading this team like it is. So this is that time for him to go out there and really prove it because people keep complaining that he's cocky. People keep complaining that he's not all that. So this is the time he goes out there, he wins a game on his own back mm-hmm. and gets it done. Uh, I would love to see that out of Cam Newton. I would love to see the Panthers claw their way up into the Super Bowl. It's going to be tough to go against the Arizona Cardinals, though. That's for sure. Yeah, and the one thing, this game is tough for me because I kind of feel like, do I want the Cardinals to win it? I'll be honest. I can't, Sorry, Brian, if you're going to see this as a kiss of death, but I kind of want the Cardinals to win. However, I feel as though the Panthers are going to win, and I say that because... And I don't know who I'm going to pick yet. Don't ask me until our videos come out. But I feel like, and this is a broader thing, and I'm just going to say it now. I feel like the Super Bowl, we're going to get either one of two Super Bowls. We're either going to get what the entire East Coast, California, and Arkansas want, and Michigan. What those states want in 
Panthers Patriots, what we talked about when we were like undefeated Panthers, undefeated Patriots, who wins? Or we're going to get Cardinals Broncos. What everyone else wants to see. Yeah, I don't know. I Those are the two games out of the four that everybody wants to see. Those are the majority of states. It, it's tough for me. I think I like the Cardinals. I really do. I think they're a great team. You know, when, when you look at the averages, it's so weird that Carolina is just a slightly better team. Mm-hmm. They score slightly more points. They give up slightly less points. You know, uh, and literally the difference here. If the Panthers are going about point nine. If the Panthers are going to win this weekend, I'm sorry, point seven. It's going to come down to their defense, because their defense is to me better than the Cardinals, only because there's some injuries to that Cardinal defense. One of them being the Honey Badger, mm-hmm. and I just feel like with Jonathan Stewart being back, this team is at full str- or as close to full strength as they were at the beginning of the season. They've only lost one game. And let's be honest, that one game is to a team that got to see them a second time. Yeah. So no team on their first time seeing the Panthers have beaten them. That's a huge thing. That's a huge reason why, to me, they're Super Bowl favorites. Because the only team to beat them saw them a second time. Yeah, they had that second chance. And got demolished by them in the first meeting. Now, the Cardinals, on the other hand... If they're going to win this game, Carson Palmer has to have the game of his life. Has to put the team on his back because I know last week all the analysts, even myself, were saying, well, you got to get the run game going. You can't abandon the run. You can't, even today, they're like, the Cardinals can't abandon the run. You can't become one dimensional or else you'll lose. However, Carson Palmer needs to have the game of his life if Arizona wants to win this game. I think I really do believe that it comes down to which quarterback plays better. Yeah, Jonathan Stewart's going to do amazing things out there because he came back, you know, man on a mission. I just hope it's not thirty-one to nothing by halftime, like it was with Seattle. But and that was kind of fun to watch too. Seattle be like, man, this is what it felt like for well, the Broncos it, a couple it was of years one of back. Those things I honestly this week didn't get every part of my football watching this week was through highlights. I didn't get to watch a single lick. Mm-hmm. Of football because you're on the Mar- road. Mark, as you knew, I traveled to the great state of Tennessee, got to travel through some great states as well. But I was visiting a friend in Tennessee who moved down there. He didn't have cable, he had Netflix and HBO Go. So that's all NFL's I got to not watch. On either one of those things. Yeah. I didn't get to watch my NFL this week. So I got to watch it all through highlights and through word of mouth. And Basically, I was watching games through t- through t- Twitter. Mm-hmm. I almost said Tinder, but I was watching it through That'd Twitter. Be That'd be weird watching football games through Tinder, but I was watching games through Twitter, just going on my tablet, ref- like pulling mm-hmm. down, pulling down, come on, refresh, refresh. And we were actually out for my birthday mm-hmm. when the um, the Panthers game was going on. We're at the zoo in Knoxville, and I'm like, oh, the, the game's going on right now. And I flipped it on and go, Holy crap, it's 31 to nothing. And me yeah. and Dave Oster, we just laughed. Yeah. I mean, to me, it's just funny for the Seahawks to be like, oh, man, this is what <laughs> Peyton Manning felt like as he just watched the Super Bowl Lombardi trophy. I just find go it funny that face. most of the analysts and podcasts that I watched talking about that game were like, yeah, they were supposed to lose last week anyway, so why does it matter? No, they, they won fair and square. They were supposed teacher, to lose. Teach your holder how to hold a football correctly. Teach both of them. Get them both off the fucking team. I am with you, Mark. But to me, I feel like this game, Carolina's defense versus Carson Palmer, who wins? I know you said whichever quarterback, but mm-hmm. if Carson Palmer can slice and dice or just even carve a little piece of this Panther defense out, they'll win. Now, I will say the one thing that it will be the uh, – I don't want to say it's ironic necessarily, but – what do we keep saying? If Carson Palmer is healthy, nothing stops the Cardinals. Wouldn't it just be a little poetic almost for... If nothing stopped the Cardinals? No, not necessarily that, but we were talking about injuries before. If he gets it's injured. Carson Palmer that goes down, and then they lose. <laughs> because this team, we've been saying it for the last like, three years, they ride and die 
with Carson Palmer. You know what would be funny? That would be the only true poetic justice mm-hmm. if the Broncos and Cardinals both win. And in backups? The, and in the first half, no, no, no. Carson Palmer and Peyton Manning win this week, stay healthy throughout the entire game. In the first half of the Super Bowl, both go down with injuries and it becomes a backup game in the like Super Bowl. Like first quarter. Yeah. Just like out. it is now Brock Osweiler versus whoever the backup is. Especially in if it's like Drew Stanton, the, is he still the backup? Possibly. <laughs> the the first drive, Peyton Manning's gone, and then like, oh, that's okay, because Brock Osweiler, he can compete. And then Carson Palmer comes out there next one, boom, done. And it's Drew a backup Stanton, game in the Super Bowl. Have fun. That'd be terrible for ratings. Everyone would be like, and we're done. Everyone would be looking. Well, here's what would happen. They'll tune back in for Beyonce. No, here's what would happen. They'd watch the first half. Colt playing Beyonce would go and then click. I can turn it off. Although click. a lot of people don't seem that excited about Colt playing. They're oh. lucky they got Beyonce well, to come back. Beyonce, it's like we already had Beyonce. Really? People are excited about Do Beyonce we, when they compare okay. it to Coldplay. The last time Beyonce played with the Super Bowl, it was basically her bringing on her old Destiny Child friends to say, by the way, you're only up on the stage because I'm better than because you. Because I just, said you can't. Just so, just so you know, I'm better than you. That's I've allowed why you're this here. to happen. That's why you're here because I'm better than you. That was Beyonce's last Super Bowl. Yeah. That's but true. The last thing I want to ask you before we end up this end up this podcast, out of the four matchups we could possibly see in the Super Bowl, Panthers-Patriots, Panthers-Broncos, Cardinals-Patriots, Cardinals-Broncos. Which one does Mark Weber want to see in two weeks? I would. I feel like I would have the most fun watching the Patriots versus the Panthers. Mm-hmm. I feel like that would be the most fun for me to watch. But part of my heart really wants the Denver Broncos to get in there so Peyton Manning's got his chance for his one last ride against the Carolina Panthers. So I would love to see that as well. Carolina Panthers, I want them in there. I've been clawing up hard since last year on this team. I want them to get in there. I don't care who they play. I just want them in. Out of the four possible, there are only two games I want to see. If And this all matters on who wins the AFC game, who I'll be rooting for mm-hmm. in the NFC game. If the Patriots win, I'm going to be a Panther fan. Claw up because I want to see Patriots-Panthers. If the Broncos win, I'm going to be part of the Bird Gang. Because I want the Cardinals to win. Do they call themselves the Bird Gang? Yes, they do. Wow. They do. It's the Bird Gang. That's something. I believe it's the Bird Gang. That is something. But those are the two I want. I either want what we talked about many weeks ago, Patriots-Panthers, the two best teams arguably in the NFL, going at each other, or I want to see Carson Palmer, who can he get his first Super Bowl against Peyton's last ride. Yeah. That's what I that that's the two that I want to see. I would lean more towards a Patriot Panther Super Bowl. That to me would be more exciting than the Cardinal Broncos. Uh-huh. But that Cardinal Bronco would still be good. I'm just I'm just ready to see the era of Cam Newton begin. You know, you know that's why cuz the the old guard Peyton's going to be gone. Mm-hmm. Tom Brady, you know, he says he's going to play till he's 70. But who knows? It's probably not going to be the case. Even he's if, got a few even years if he left. plays to 40, he's got two years left to 40. Yeah, so there's not too much left. Uh, so the old guard is going out. Let's see a new star in Cam Newton really rise. Mm-hmm. And the only reason, I will say this, the only reason why I don't want to see the other two matchups, if it is Cardinals-Patriots, the Patriots will wipe the floor with the Cardinals. Then they will say we beat two NFC West teams in the Super Bowl back-to-back. And if the Panthers play the Broncos, that Panther defense, like, that one may be the third on the list because you can kind of sell Panthers D, Broncos D, but that Panthers D would wipe the floor with Peyton Manning. Would completely wipe the floor with Peyton Manning, and Cam Newton would be like, oh, this Bronco D has not faced anything like me before this year. And some of you may say, well, yeah, Ricky, they have, but I'm going to say no, they haven't played anything. From Cam Newton, but is there anything in this matchup, Cardinals-Panthers, that you want to mention before we sign things off? Let's see if Twitter gets upset about Cam Newton doing yet another thing. Twitter was really mad about Cam Newton playing weren't, with that sign that someone gave him. Weren't they mad? It was a flag, I think. The, the 12th man flag, and he threw yeah. it. Someone gave it to yeah. him, 
and then he threw it, and people were like, oh, my God. Well, it's a 12-man flag. What do you expect? Just let the kid enjoy himself. Dab up, man. Dab up. But that's going to do it for the onside kick this week. Go ahead and let us know down below, as always, what you thought about anything we talked about in this week's podcast. You can go ahead and follow me on Twitter at Ricky Widmer. Mark is at the Mark Weber with two E's, most valuable podcast. Yeah, I almost called you Brandon Swanson. I don't no, know that guy's just, he but doesn't have the E's. Most valuable podcast is at most valuable pod. If you're listening to us on SoundCloud, go ahead, hit that follow button, that repost button, and that nice little heart. If you're on, if you're on YouTube, go ahead, hit like, and subscribe. Thank you guys for listening. But as always, have a good day, everybody. Thank you for listening to this MVP podcast. Follow us on Twitter at Most Valuable Pod for more great podcasts.